thank you because even in these moments, your strength is reaching out to us. Bless your name. We agree, Lord Christ, with all that's in your heart for this moment and on the other side of it concerning us. Come Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly dove, in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, how we need you. How we need you. The presence of the Lord is right in here. If you're here and you just want more of God, would you just extend your hands like this, Lord, more of you, Jesus. More of you, Jesus. More. Yield. Yield. We yield ourselves, Lord God. We make room in our hearts for more of you. Yes. We open the doors of our hearts for more of you. In Jesus' name.
Yes, Lord. good to pause when you know the Lord is in the room. It's good to pause and bless his name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.
First of all, I would like to say that my daughter is quite sick out in Minnesota. She was my heart. And they didn't want me to tell her, how can you not say prayer? We need to pray and prayer works. And so I just want to thank the Lord for saying, allow me to just come up here and say that. To believe that God is at work in her life and to know that he does all things well. Father, I thank you for the privilege of just calling on your name. To know that you're in our midst. To know that you love us. You command us to love each other. Oh, what a blessing, what a blessing to know. Just to be able to say, Father, thank you. A month ago, they told me I was on my way out of here. <laughs> I didn't know nothing about that. But what I did know was when I looked around and saw the saints praying, they're praying for me, not just for me, but the world, the whole world. The Bible says God so loved the world so we can pray around the world. And just believe that someone else is praying when you're praying, praying for somebody. Even now, somebody, car accident, someplace, airplane, today, the people of God are praying, praying together. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. You are peace. Thank you, Pharaoh. I'm sorry. You are our peace and our joy. And we hear you just say, praise, praise. Prayer changes things. The little lady named Corey, Corey Timboon, she said, pray, people. Pray, people. But my mama used to say, ask the Lord to go with you. Ask God to go with you, child. Ask him to go with you. And so I'm saying to you, if you don't know him, invite him in. He's, he's, eager, he's eager to come into your heart. Be your Savior, Lord, to strengthen you. Thank you, preacher teacher. Thank you. It's good to know Jesus for yourself, for yourself. Jesus is good for this world and in the world to come. My God, my God, my God. Deacon Morton said he was supposed to be gone. He was supposed to be gone. But he's still here. Thanks be to God. Praise the Lord. From the book of Acts, chapter 18, there were four verses read. And then from 1 Corinthians chapter 16, two verses. From Acts 18, two, 
There he and Paul met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife, Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered all the Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker, as they were, he stayed and worked with them. Mm. Every Sabbath he reasoned in the synagogue, trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. 1 Corinthians 16, verses 3 and 4. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Tell your neighbor, they did it. They did it. They did it. Around every Christmas time, there is a reminder before all of us of a Christian couple. That reminder is frequently seen when we go into the grocery store. It's not a grocery store, it's often some other store where there is a reminder of a Christian couple. Usually, you will see someone ringing a bell. Does anyone know what I'm going? Someone is ringing a bell. And the person ringing the bell is standing near a red kettle, almost. You know what I mean, and, right? And the person ringing the bell is asking for a donation. What organization is that person representing? Salvation Army. The Salvation Army started because of a couple. William and Catherine Booth. Oh my God. They were sold out for Jesus. Both of them sold out for Jesus equally. He preached and so did she. Oh my God. Yes, yes. They both were a witness for God. And their witness was so great that even though now they have been gone, they have been enjoying the other side of eternity, their witness lasts and their ministry has outlived them by decades. I don't know that they set out to be remembered. I don't know that they set out to touch the world. But I'm here to tell you, as you know yourself, the Salvation Army has an extensive reach. Extensive reach into communities all across this nation. And it started with one man 
and one woman, one husband, one wife who understood that God wasn't just saving their souls for this life to rejoice that they were saved. No, God intended them to serve his cause beyond their own door. They did it. They did it. And by the same token, in our scriptures today, in Acts chapter 18, and also in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, and there are other places, there are six places altogether where this couple are mentioned. And you know what? When you see one's name, you always see the other. This couple, like William and Catherine Booth, their influence for Christ extended well beyond their local door. In fact, they had a church in their own home. They had their own church. But they thought beyond their own church. Oh, my God. They thought beyond their whole own church so that all the churches of an entire region were impacted with the gospel because of them. They did it. Well, I want to lift up a few things about this couple. First thing, and I'd like you to repeat this after me. They had the same source for life. That's right. They were the same light source. They had a life source in common. In common. You know, sometimes when we get married, you can think that both of you are on the same page. We can think that we're both on the same page in terms of our source for life. When I say our source for life, I'm talking about what is the basis or the standard for our life individually and our life together. If you don't want to call it standard, you can think of it as we both, when we get married, we think that we have the same values, uh, the same values, but bless God from Zion. There are times when after we have said I do, then we discover that it wasn't the way we thought it was. I don't know why y'all won't talk to me. <laughs> Let me suggest to you that as Christians, the standard for all of our relationships, the standard isn't what we got from our own homes. Uh-oh. Fundamentally, the basis, the standard for all relationships is the only one who can set the standard for life itself, and that is God. God is the standard for every single relationship that exists. Before we ever become husbands and wives, there is a standard that we are to live by as Christians. Yes. 
The standard is not what Big Mama taught you. The standard is not what you overheard when you got your hair done. The standard is not that, that, uh, I was trying to describe how I wanted this. this. this I'm <laughs> all right, all right, here we go. The standard is not the woman behind Gray's Anatomy and all the other smut. And what is her name? Oh, mm -hmm. God bless you. You can holler out at other times. Now you ain't giving names. It's all right. The standard is not the Van Slant woman. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm not knocking Oprah. But Oprah isn't my God. God bless her. After all these years, we got Oprah and Slidman. And that's all I'm going to say about that. That's all I'm going to say in the microphone about that. say though, I saw a picture of them the other day, and Stedman looked like he's about 30 years older. Praise the Lord. All right, let me go back to him. Uh, let me see, where am I in my notes? Both Aquila and Priscilla we're teachable. When we are in God, we are teachable. When we are in God, we submit to the voice of God and recognize that the Lord is always trying to develop us. God is always growing us. God is always maturing us. None of us knows everything at any particular time. What you know now, you didn't know 10 years ago. So that means that when, that when we get married, we must automatically say to, each, say to ourselves, the person I am marrying today will not be the same person two years from now. My God, 12 years from The person will and the person won't. Why? Because we all change. All right, all right, you don't believe that? All right, so here's what happens. One grows, and the other one is, you, you want the other one to remain just like they are. And what happens? The day comes when the one says to the other one, they just haven't grown as I have.
we are to expect the Lord to work with both of us as a couple and to work with us individually because God is always growing us. When we are single, we ought to anticipate and yield to growth and development. My God, why would you want to be just like you are for the rest of your life? tell you a story. I feel like you need a story. <laughs> My mother, God bless her, I've got nothing but Comedy Central at my house. <laughs> Between my mother and dog, Josiah, and I do my part as well. My mother, somebody said amen. I'll, I'll take the truth. My mother's, you know, 91. She said to me the other day, Bernadette, I know I get on your nerves sometimes. <laughs> and I said, uh, well, I said, you know, there are some moments that are a little more challenging. And she said, I know I do, because I get on my own nerves. <laughs> now here's the thing. There may, may be times when you get on your own nerves, but I don't know about you. I don't want to get on my own nerves next year behind the same stuff that gets on my nerves. This, I want to grow. I want God to work with me. I want God to pull up the stuff that drives me nuts about my own self. And I don't want other people to be on my nerves like they may be. I want God to work with me so I have more peace of mind. Fortunately for me, I've always, my blood pressure's always tended to be low. So that means if it goes up, I'm just like everybody else's norm. <laughs> when we are in Christ, we understand that he is our standard, and when things change, and if something goes awry, we remind ourselves that Christ takes the first step. God took the first step. We will not wait for the other person to come to us. We will initiate it. Why? Because God, when God saw that there was a breach, that there was a mistake, God set in motion the repair. And the repair, the repair was Jesus. God conceived the answer so there could be reconciliation. Somebody. Somebody has to initiate. Now the barbershop, they ain't going to tell you that. Hair salon, they ain't going to tell you that. Let me suggest to you that this couple had anchored their lives in Christ. Yes, Lord. Yeah, yeah. And secondly, I want to say this. I'd like you to repeat after me. They had strengths that complemented. That's right. Now, you know, when you go out for dinner, wherever you go, and you read the menu, they have things lined up, you know, and they tell you what the entree is and what goes with it, you know. 
meatloaf. And so far, I haven't seen meatloaf with Brussels sprouts. and all rotten potatoes. With meatloaf, if it's a green vegetable, what is it? Green beans. What are y'all eating? Green beans, mashed potatoes. You know why? because these things are supposed to complement. I don't eat meatloaf with lima beans, <laughs> even though I like lima beans and butter beans and all them, I like it. But I don't touch them when I'm eating my meatloaf. I want something else that complements. When it comes to relationships, oh my God. Look for the strengths that complement. There's a strength in one that complements the other. Somebody said to me, I want to marry someone just like me. <laughs> they said it to me. I want to marry someone just like me. And the reason was very interesting. They said, because that way, I'll understand them. Of course, I go back to my mother with the nerves. But what I said to the person was, I said, you know, I hear you. I said, however, you'll live with blind spots for the rest of your life because you both will have the same blind spots. There will be no one, oh my God, if we set out in a relationship, in a marriage, or even in our friendships, for people who were just like us, we will live in the shadows of our own blind spots, and we will miss out on so much of life. We will trip over our own feet, over and over and over. There are blind spots about you that you will never see. Doesn't matter how many books you read, doesn't matter how much you cry looking at Oprah, it doesn't matter. You will miss them, I will miss them. We all need somebody who loves us enough. Even the Godhead complements itself. Oh my God. The Father is the Creator. The Son is the Redeemer. And the Holy Spirit is the Sustainer. Oh my God. And every one of them kick in at their time. They are the same, but each one has a particular strength that they bring to the relationship. we could only see that our husbands, our wives have something that we don't have and we need to celebrate that something and ask God to nurture the strength. Strengthen, oh my God. Grow it, grow it, grow it, God. Mature it. The same applies for our friendships. If your friends are all just like you, <laughs> give me your name afterward. I'm going to pray for you that you get a new friend. I don't want all my friends. 
to think like I think. I don't want them to all act like I act. Because I would be left with nothing but myself. I want somebody different. Something goes on in the news. We'll look at our favorite channel. Then turn, well, I want to see what this station is saying. Why do you do that? Why do I do that? Because we want another perspective. If we want different perspectives on one event, then we need to complement our lives and recognize their perspectives that we won't achieve by just sticking with one channel, with the way we see the world. God has blessed us with opportunities to stretch us. Aquila and Priscilla had complementing strengths. And what I like is that they knew who was to shift when. What do I mean? I said this couple was mentioned six times, three times. The husband's name is first. The other three times, the wife's name is mentioned first. Even in the scripture read, in Acts, the husband's name is first, in Acts 18. In 1 Corinthians, the wife's name is mentioned first. The way it goes, the name that's mentioned first was the leader. In that, oh my, did you hear what I said? There were times when the husband knew and the wife knew this leadership part that's needed now is all in my husband. Go ahead, step up. And then there were other times when the husband knew that what was in the wife meant she had to take the lead right then. Go ahead, honey, you go ahead. Go ahead, baby, go ahead. But yet they did it together. Together they worked as tent makers and together they served the Lord Jesus Christ. And they were only able to do it because they lived first and foremost under the submission of God. They lived first and foremost as Jesus Christ, as their Lord, and not with culture being their Lord, not being family origin lessons as their Lord. They were governed by Jesus. Oh, yeah, they did it. Well, with this, I want to close. I was talking with a pastor colleague of mine. We went out to breakfast the other day. The Union Plaza Diner on 22, you know. <laughs> they have pretty good grits over there. I go to there and have some grits, you know. And, you know. And uh, when I came out, my colleague's vehicle was parked near mine. Oh, that car was showroom looking good. And I said to the brother, I said, uh, your car looking good. <laughs> Where you get your car done? He told me, such and such a place, $49 a month, and you can bring your car in as often as you want. I get, I'll give you the name later. <laughs> get your car done as often as you want. He said, I keep my car. I said, oh, now you know what, here's the thing, he has a standard 
for the way he keeps his car. His car is the vehicle that moves him from point A to point B. Got it? When we're married, we have to treat our spouse well all the time. Why? Because God intends for the spouse to be one of the vehicles to move us from point A to point B. Now, where this doesn't apply is if you're abused. If you're abused, if someone has mistaken you, for something to hit on, if you're being abused mentally, verbally, or financially, I'm not, I'm not, the, the Bible is not saying you hold that. Can you understand what I'm talking about? Because that's not living under submission to Christ. If somebody is abusing you, pray for them first. Yes. Guaranteed they have been exposed to abuse themselves. They need healing. They need deliverance. They need help. But your head is not to be a punching bag. Part of taking care is to recognize when the care is beyond your ability. Jesus came to this world as God's response to the fact that our relationship was broken, that our relationships needed repair. And when our own relationships need repair, we need to recognize that for what it is. So that our relationships can be a witness for God and serve him. Whether we're married or single, may all of our relationships Point to Jesus. May our relationships ring a bell to say there's hope right here. There's hope right here. Father, I thank you for the blessing of relationships. Thank you for the blessing of marriage. And we pray now, God, that you would lay your hand on every single one of us. For every one of us is in relationship with someone. God, whatever you want to change to bring out the better in a relationship, the better in us, may we yield to you. Bless, Holy Spirit, us as your children, that we might be a light, a light in this world for you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Stand. Won't you stand? If you're here today and you're looking for a church home, we invite you to join us here at St. Paul. The doors of the church are open. 
But you may be here and you haven't given, given Christ your life. If that's you, I invite you to come give Christ your life. Let him take charge of your life. Let him work with your life. Give him access to your heart completely. If you're here, won't you come? I need Christ in my life or I want to I want to join St. Paul. I want to be a part of the church. Are you here? Hallelujah. That's the highest praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. step out you might want to recommit your life to Christ rededicate your life to Christ we'd be so glad to pray with you come and give Christ your heart give him your life he wants all of you just like you are Being with us for the first time today, you can go across the hall into the hospitality suite. Steward Karen Solomon is in the hall waiting to greet you. You can step out, she will greet you. We just want to chat with you for a little bit downstairs. There's reception, is that correct? He says yes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much. Next Sunday, we'll be here at 9.30. Service starts at 9.30 next Sunday, okay? And that'll be a good thing. We have uh, prayer on Tuesday and Bible study on Wednesday. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let us look to the Lord. And now may the love of God embrace your heart. May the peace of God keep your mind. And the joy of the Lord be your strength all the days of your life. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen.